When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. This game is over, and you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons. The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. Joining us now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline is Nate Davis. Nate covers the NFL for USA Today. Nate, how are you this morning? A little tired. How are you guys? Good, Nate. Thanks for joining us, though. We're doing all right. I can imagine it was an exciting day of uh, of conference championship football in the NFL. Um, in your memory, is this was this one of the better conference championship weekends that we've had in terms of uh, competitiveness in the games? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I can remember. Uh, I think two games going into <clears throat> overtime. Uh, was it? Was I guess it was six years ago now with the uh, the Chiefs and the uh, Patriots and the Rams and the, and the Saints mm-hmm. that, that that conference championship weekend really sticks out. And of course we've had the uh, the Bengals and, and it's, have had that overtime game. And um, so I mean there there have been good games uh, or good good conference championships in recent years. I mean I, I was in Baltimore yesterday and I, I you know I don't know even uh, when the Ravens tied that game seven seven. Um, didn't feel like the outcome was, was really in doubt uh, much of the day. Obviously, it was a low-scoring game. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen certainly seen more dramatic games than that one. And then uh, you know, the other one was obviously a, a big lead and then a big comeback. And um, I tend to think that the games that are kind of back and forth are a little bit more fun than the, one team building a lead and then, and then losing it. But, you know, we, we did certainly have drama yesterday, so I, I, will, I will grant you that. Nate, most people had the 49ers getting to the Super Bowl when the playoffs started, but not as many had the Chiefs. I, I don't know if you could hear the, the call coming into you from Mitch Holtis, but he 
you could tell how passionate he was uh, describing how people turned a blind eye to the Chiefs because of who they were coming into the playoffs. But if there's any team that it doesn't come as a complete surprise that they made it to the Super Bowl, it's the Chiefs. Uh, Is this what you envisioned when postseason ball began, 49ers Chiefs, or did you have it as uh, a different story? I, I don't – I mean, you, you kind of said it perfectly. I don't think this is what I would have picked. In fact, it's not what I picked. Uh, you know, I, I was picking, along with seven of my other colleagues, um, these games middle of last week, uh, and it was it was across the board uh, for, for the Ravens. I, I would have thought that if there was a split opinion, it would have been it would have been people – some people at least picking the Chiefs and everybody picking the 49ers, but I think we had three people pick the Lions, but everyone picked Baltimore, so – um, it was a bit of a surprise, but you know, by the same token, I also kind of did a confidence meter uh, in all the quarterbacks going into the playoffs. And you know, the number one guy, really without without reservation, is, is going to be Patrick Mahomes. So mm-hmm. That came to pass, and I mean, he's the guy that, that's done it for years. And, and you know, maybe there was uh, you know, not only was a question, but certainly there was a fascination of, of he he'd never won playoff games or played playoff games on the road. Uh, I think he kind of got a kick out of doing that. <laughs> I mean, he's 14 and three now in the playoffs, so I don't think this comes as a surprise. But by the same token, I think I think also you, you can't deny the fact that going into the game, it was it was a very easy case to make that the Ravens had, had been the best team this year. I mean, they'd beaten all comers just about, uh, and usually by substantial margins. And certainly, the, the game with the 49ers uh, on Christmas stands out, and then to dismantle the Dolphins the way they did. I mean, and, and then and just coming off the win against Houston the week before, which it was a bit of a tale of two halves, but I mean, they, they looked awesome in the second half of that game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't feel too badly about picking the Ravens, so I didn't, I didn't do it with supreme confidence. But I, I, you know, I thought they were the better team going into that game, despite despite the uh, presence of Patrick Mahomes on that field. We're You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. We're talking with Nate Davis from USA Today. Uh, Nate, you mentioned the the utmost confidence in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you were in Baltimore yesterday. I- I'm curious what the vibe was around Lamar Jackson. We've talked a lot about him today and obviously hasn't been able to get the Ravens to a Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe you put it on Todd Monken, maybe you put it on Lamar Jackson, but maybe didn't have his best game yesterday. Do you view Lamar Jackson any differently today than you did before? You know, not really. I mean, Lamar came into these playoffs, and the big question was: Could Lamar win playoff games? And certainly, could could he win? Could he win a Super Bowl? Uh, and and you know, he he took a step forward. You know, he had a great he had a great again second half, uh, great game really again against Houston, uh, his best playoff game today, frankly, and got to his first conference championship game. So I, I think he considered that progress much much the way you kind of consider his excuse me his whole twenty twenty three season. Um, Progress, progress. At least from the way he progressed as a passer, uh, kind of rounded out his game. Uh, yesterday was not his best day. Um, I think his teammates were largely disappointed for him. I think there was. I kind of got a vibe that they felt like they, they let him down a, a little bit. But uh, you know, watching the game, I mean, he. I mean, the Chiefs. The Chiefs blitzed him a lot. I mean, he should have seen that coming. The Chiefs are a blitzing team. The Texans did it the week before to great effect in the first half, but then but then they, they figured it out in the in the second half. Um, but he, he didn't quite. I think he struggles with that a little bit. Uh, and that, that there was a strip sack in the first half when he, when he didn't get rid of the ball. 
Uh, and then I think you have to say that, you know, he, he said he, he was reading Tampa too and, and kind of made a, you know, uh, I, I think what he would call an informed choice on interception, but I mean, throwing throw to, into triple coverage in the end zone, I, I don't, I don't think it was a good decision. And that was kind of, you know, bad, bad Lamar from, from years past, but overall, I think progress uh, overall, I think his team has full confidence in him. And, you know, you mentioned Todd Munkin. I, I don't understand why, why the best running team in the NFL this year you know, and one that ran for 229 yards against Houston the week before, um, only runs the ball 16 times. I think they only gave six, six carries to the running backs. Half, mm-hmm. half, half, that's real Lamar. Um, and it's not like they were behind. I mean, I mean, yeah, they got down by 10, but it's not like you had to throw all those passes. So I, I definitely thought the game plan-wise or, or just adjustment-wise, uh, you know, definitely the, the coaching staff maybe did let him down to a degree. Nate, um, on the NFC side of things, you look at the losing team there in the Lions, and, um, you know, I, I asked this question, or, or maybe I brought up this point early on, earlier on in the show about how the Lions beat themselves. They got too aggressive. But, you know, the, the counterpoint to that was, well, being aggressive got them there. But I also don't think, you know, taking the points versus going for it on fourth down every time and, and trusting the analytics was the correct move either. Were you a take-the-points guy as you were watching this game, or were you a – no, this this is Dan Campbell's way. He goes for it, and and you know the Lions are going to be cool to to you know win or, or lose by that sword. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get to watch that game super closely. I kind of had one eye on it while I was right in there in the Baltimore press box, but you know I tried to watch a little bit when I, when I got home last night. Um, but you know I, I think I think it's easy for for us in the media, and we do it all the time. I mean, when when, when you see what the result is, it's easy to be critical. Um, I mean, sometimes, but I mean, a lot of times too, people say say that stuff with foresight. Um, I think probably me personally, I, I probably would have been inclined to to, to go up the, the the three scores with with seventeen points. That being said, you know, you live by the sword, die by the sword, and I always you know admire coaches that stick to their scruples when they've got them as far as they have. And yeah, Dan Campbell's kind of been the most successful fourth down coach that's been out there. I think he uses analytics far more effectively than say Brandon Staley did. I mean, I'd be very comfortable criticizing Brandon Staley if he did that. I don't feel like he ever had any feel for what was going on in the game. Um, and Dan Campbell owned it. I mean, he, he knows, he knew he was, he was taking a risk, but he was also trying to put that game uh, away as, as they have others. Um, and I think that's just kind of how it goes. I kind of felt the same way about Kyle Shanahan, you know, back in, back in the Super Bowl. I mean, the Falcons got a 23 lead by by playing or the game the way they did. With Kyle Shanahan calling it. Uh, why, why would you do anything different if, if that's worked out for you? So um, I don't have a problem with it. Would it would necessarily have been the decision I, I would make? Maybe not. But uh, uh, again, <laughs> no, no accountability on my end. Uh, I give them all the credit for for. I mean, hey. Probably the greatest Lions Lions season uh, in their history of the Super Bowl era. Um, I mean, I, I I give Dan Campbell all the credit in the world. Nate, we've got about a minute and a half here with you. Um, staying with the Lions before we let you go, as you look at their roster and the way it's constructed and the guys they have on their team, do you think they'll have another opportunity to make this sort of run again, or do you think they may be missed out on their one chance at a Super Bowl? I mean, I think they've been trending up. Uh, I, I think that they've got a great leader uh, in place with, with Dan Campbell. I mean, they're going to have to make a, a contractual decision here uh, on, on Jared Goff 
pretty soon. And I, I think that, you know, no reason to, to expect that they would uh, move on from him. But they, they've done a nice job managing the cap, managing the draft assets. Uh, I think they need a little bit more help um, there on the defensive side to, to some degree. Uh, but I, I like the way they're built. I mean, they're a tough team. I mean, they're, they're, they're built kind of out from the offensive line, which is one of the league's best. Uh, you know, if guys like James Williams become more consistent, I mean, I think they've got something on their hands. I mean, don't forget that this rookie class they had uh, is really kind of what put them over the top, and those, those guys are going to be there for a while. So I, I think they're in pretty good shape. That's Nate Davis from USA Today covering the NFL. Nate, we appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks, Nate. That's Nate Davis, covers the NFL for USA Today. That is our show. And what did we learn today? A Monday. Take the points. Well, apparently that would have done it for Detroit. <laughs> if, if, if they make the kicks. Hey, you don't. It's a big. Would if. they have died by the sword? <laughs> they may they didn't have, have to die. They may have died by the foot if they don't make the kicks. It's hard to tell. Hey, sometimes you have to uh, get a little Mortal Kombat going. Now you're in a sword fight. Not everybody's got Justin Tucker. That's the show for today. We will be back tomorrow here on Herd Out Sports Radio.